listen, we have to beat the pandemic because we have all got to go to Mile High Comics. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Anthony, I know you don't love it when uh, I pick a story from old cahoots. No, because you're literally, it's literally a a grift based mm -hmm, fucking, it's, mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just a pork. It's, it's all pork. It's lined with pork, that deal. I'm, uh, (laughs) I am compromised in every way. And yet here we are with me telling you about a story submitted by Jeff Cahoots. directly email you? Do you even go into the discord and look? (laughs) (laughs) No, this isn't the discord. This was in our wonderful, wonderful discord. Which you can join by heading to patreon.com slash we have concerns for only a dollar a month. But yeah, I th- of course he puts it in the discord to look like it's legitimate. I'm asking <laughs> if he emails you as well. I mean, sometimes. sometimes wow. He sometimes. But you know what? The quality of story is high. It's not like it's not like I'm 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 digging the bottom of the barrel. How, just do, you to be know in that some, how do you know that other people aren't submitting the same quality of stories? How do you know? This is the I've Hollywood looked. problem, Jeff. This is the Hollywood problem. You're just calling the same three people in your Rolodex, and I don't like it. Well, tell me what you think of this story, because I find this fascinating. This isn't, you know, we've talked about a lot of, of, of scary stories. The world is scary right now. Things we are depressing. We talk about a lot of scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes. When you pull the ribbon off of, my, off of my neck, my head <laughs> falls. Exactly. But this, I think, is one that is both fascinating a, a little hopeful, perhaps, depending on your point of view. And, uh, you know, s- something to look forward to in the new year. We talked, I think, way back around 2015, when this was first discovered, we talked about the star KIC 846-2852. You, of course, remember us talking the about blink- KIC 846-2852. This is the, this is the blinky star. This is uh, also known as Tabby's star uh, or Boyogian's star. I'm I of sure course, I'm I of that. course, remember this star. The second you gave it, the second you gave it its designation, of course, I remember this star. Uh, this is the one that we thought perhaps was they had built an alien superstructure around this star. Yes, this is the one that we were we were hopeful might mean we just spotted alien life because. It behaves really strangely. Yeah. Our observation of it, uh, it, we see it dimming in a, in a way that other stars that we have noted uh, don't, or at least it indicates that there's something around this star, that orbiting the star that would cause it to look dimmer, slowly getting dimmer in our view. So there's a number of different theories. Now, when we talked about this back in 2015, people are like, well, it means there's, there might be a, an orbiting space station or some life that is clogging up our view in between it. And that was debunked a bit, or at least an alternative, probably more likely theory was put forth saying it's more likely to a bunch of debris, uh, space debris, space right. dust, if you will. Right. And, and the, the reason- prevailing- Sorry. So the the reason that we thought this was like it was blinking in a strange way, like it was it was blinking yes. in a way that was just like it was I forget whether it was like a little too regular or a little too irregular the way it was blinking. But something about the blink made us believe that perhaps 
They had built like a Dyson sphere around it. Like right. there was a super intelligent alien civilization that had harnessed the power of this star to 100% and they had built their crazy civilization around it. Good memory. That is a very good memory because that is exactly what we talked about when we originally talked about this because the whole internet was a buzz uh, that this was, you know, very good potential first observation of an advanced alien species, you know, feels like Fermi jumped, paradox defying stuff. Feels like we jumped to like the coolest thing immediately. You know what I mean? Well, there's a lot of hope in there, right? There's a lot of people being excited about what it could be. But again, the this was debunked a bit because this alternative theory that, hey, it's probably just a bunch of space dust that we're seeing. And that the the the, the prevailing theory was that it was from a collision. It could either be a bunch of comets uh, or a big, really super big comet, or, you know, things colliding, uh, creating a bunch of space dust that is now dissipating. Well, here's the thing, Anthony. Hmm. As we have continued to observe Tabby Star in the intervening years, KIC 8462852. That's how I know it. Yeah. We have noted that the, the dust theory hasn't really held up too well. At least there hasn't been a model of that theory that has explained everything that we have observed. Oh. Yes. So if, if it was a collision, it was such a wildly improbable collision that a lot of scientists now are finding a lot of uh, doubts in this theory that it would have been, it would have had to be something so big that it could be classified a planet that broke up, or it had to be so many comets in such a tightly confined space that we've never really seen. That would be wildly improbable. Hmm. The other thing, the other thing that is very strange, if it is space dust, is that we know that the, the size of the space dust is so small that it should be dissipating. We should be, you know, if there was a collision that is causing this dimming, that collision, we should see it, it it's, it's been dissipate. Years. Yeah, that dust yes. is floating and, around in different directions. It's, it's, it's going away. Yeah. It should, it should dissipate. It should just, yeah, go out into the rest of space and we shouldn't observe it anymore. In fact, they've been able to go back and look at, you know, all the way back to the seventies and see maps of space where people have mapped this star and seen that it, you know, it's still consistent. Like this dimming pattern has happened periodically over time. So if it is, so dust, it's a Dyson sphere. Well, if it's dust, Something is replenishing the dust. <gasps> it's a dust-based civilization. Or it could be a mining civilization that's mining so much they found a way to mine these planets. They're and made of intelligent dust. <laughs> it's the dust people. <laughs> this is the, the only solution. The Dustians, yeah. Oh, man. And yeah. if we go there and we visit, they'll go up our nose. <laughs> go right up our nose. They'll go right up our nose and then they'll control our highest levels of government. <laughs> yeah, the first contact will be sneezing. Oh, Constant that's how sneezing. you'll know. If anybody yeah. you know or love has sneezed lately. <laughs> they probably have aliens in their head. They're probably, the, they're, it's probably the Dustians. 
uh, and they you're going to need to destroy them. So what are other theories? Other theories are, well, maybe it's something between us and them that's in our line of sight that we like are an attraction. Thinking, an attraction? Between us yeah. and them? Yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, like a feeling? Like a, some sort of moment that happened between us that neither can deny. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just realized I forgot to take my Adderall before this episode. I've oh, interjected yeah, so many one. times. <laughs> All right. So maybe it's just dust that happens to be in the 1500 light years that's between us because this star is 1500 light years away. A lot of stuff can be between us. But wouldn't we see right? dust from other stars though? Exactly. So if that was happening, we would see dimming anywhere in that general vicinity and we're not. Mm. So there are stars right next to Tabby's star that aren't exhibiting this dimming. And if, if there was something between us and them, everything in that area would, would exhibit this phenomenon. So there's something happening on this star. It could be a giant space structure. We've been seeing um, lately, the, the most recently, We've seen we've been seeing a new pattern in its dimming that shows us that there may be a difference in optical density of the dust. So sometimes the dust gets really dense. Sometimes it gets really thin. Which is weird, which kind of leads us back to is the dust being replenished is like a whole bunch of it being pushed out into the atmosphere and then it dissipates and then more gets pushed out. I don't know why we keep throwing away my sentient dust theory. Or it could be sentient dust that Thank is you. just jumping around the star. I just, um, if, they're, if they're a dust-based economy, I don't know, you know? Right. This all seems just as likely as anything anybody else is saying. I got ideas. <laughs> well, here's, here's where it gets really crazy, Anthony, all right. because all of that is just sort of what we've been observing. And people are like, well, this collision theory doesn't really hold up. We don't know what it is. Is it, is it just some new phenomenon that we've never seen before? And this is like a cool discovery of just some new weird space dust that happens around certain stars or this star. So this dude... A scientist. By the way, by the way, we should note, I know you already know this, but the, the coolest thing about this entire line of questioning about this star is that it started with your favorite kind of scientist. I don't, I hate scientists. <laughs> what? But you love, you I hate love, scientists and they're not allowed on this show. You love amateur public. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. The, the listen, gentleman scientist. The gentleman scientist. Listen. If there's one thing the last two years has taught us, it's that anybody's ideas are just as good as anybody else. <laughs> exactly. These citizen scientists at the uh, Planet Hunters Project. I let me tell you are something. The ones that Jeff, first discovered the dip in the dip in in light from the star. I hit my head the other day. I crack, cracked my head open, and they said, "You probably have a concussion." And I put some oregano on it. Yeah, because you're I a put some oregano scientist. oil on it. I put oregano oil on my tooth. I had a toothache. I put oregano oil on that. Uh, I put oregano oil on everything now because uh, I read about it on the internet. And I'll tell you what, I'm still alive. So everything tastes like oregano. So check, check, uh, and mate. My tooth is so turning now, a weird color, but whatever. So it started with the citizens. Now it's turned to the the real deal Holofields. And there's this fella by the name of Edward G. Schmidt. 
from the Department of Physics and Astronomy at the University of Nebraska. I don't trust him. He sounds German. He just published a new article because what he did is he went, you know what? We've been staring at this star and it's been doing all this wacky, wacky stuff that we don't understand. Maybe we should look and see if there are literally any other stars doing this. Because maybe, you know, a data set of one is hard to understand, but a data set of more than one, now all of a sudden you have other vectors that you can check, other other ways into understanding this phenomenon. Smart. So he's like, I can't I'm believe he was the first a, person to say this. Right? I'm going to cast a wide net. I'm going to look and just see if there are any other candidates that are exhibiting this same kind of behavior. And you know what he found? He found an army 15, of dust people. <laughs> He made contact with the dust people. He, he's there, gone now. There he's are 27 different stars, and it turns out they are dust battle cruisers. <laughs> the dust wars. He found the dust wars, and he found uh, the dust busters. <laughs> no. He found 15 other candidates that are doing remarkably similar things, almost point for point, this kind of, they called, or they're calling them slow dimmers. This kind of weird slow dimming that we're seeing. Okay. Uh, 15 out of the candidates. All right. And here's where it gets bonkers, Anthony. Bonkers. Because every single one of these 15 other candidates is in the same general vicinity as Tabby's star. And when you look at them all together, they are synchronized to Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Carol of the Bells. <laughs> Turns out he was pointing his microscope at his neighbors during the holidays. It's a common misconception. No, they are in the same general vicinity. The same general vicinity, which means, so it's not every star, right? It's not something between us that's causing this dimming that every single star in this area, but it's a a cluster. Now, this is wildly improbable. If you're looking at a distribution of this phenomenon, you should see it, you know, evenly distributed. In, if, if it's truly a random phenomenon, you should see it evenly distributed around the cosmos. I have a but question. But no, it, it's happening in this vicinity like it might happen if you are a colonizing alien civilization moving out from a central point and colonizing planets, mining them, kicking up dust into the, into the atmosphere. I have a question. Or beyond the atmosphere. My question is this. Is it possible, like how specifically do we know the distance to these stars that are slow dimmers? Is it possible there is some sort of phenomenon in between just those stars and us and other stars in the region are in front of whatever this dust curtain is? Well, that has been pretty much uh, disproved because we would we would see it we wouldn't see it cool. specific to those stars we would see okay. it specific to a region and these stars there are stars that are not not exhibiting oh. this in in our field of view now it gets even crazier than that Anthony okay because Dr Schmidt classified the stars that we're seeing it on. And we're only seeing it on very specific kind of stars. Stars that are classified as type F and type G. 
Now, type F is stars that are like Tabby Star, like KIC 8462852. Which is how I know it. Which is very similar in type to the type G star, which is, you guessed it, our sun. They're coming so for these our are sun. Only- the dust people are coming for our sun. <laughs> so this is only happening to stars that are basically like our sun or very similar to our sun. They're not happening on giant stars. It's not happening on small stars. It's only happening on the kinds of places that life is likely to be, Anthony. So this is so these are dwarf stars that are like our stars. Is it like a yellow dwarf or like a white dwarf? Uh, I don't know the exact designation of type F and type G, but basically type F is just um, lives slightly less long than type G. So they're saying type F stars aren't aren't around long enough to yeah. to to create life, to have life, you know, foster on the star. But they are around long enough to have, be colonized, have planets that you could colonize. They're, they're long enough to use as big old batteries. Yes. So the, a- so, the, so, so to summarize, hmm. it's wildly improbable that's just a collision. It's happening in a, uh, a periodic way that seems to defy the notion that it's just dust that, that happened from one thing. It seems to be replenishing over and over. It's dimming and brightening in a way that could be explained if you had a giant space station orbiting uh, a star. And it's only happening on stars that are both really close to Tabby star and the kinds of stars where life could both either flourish or survive. Now, it's possible that we're just viewing some weird thing that only happens on very specific sized stars and that live a certain length of time. And But we're not observing it in other parts of the galaxy and other parts of the universe. So we take, so we look at a type F or a type G star that's far away from these stars that are doing the blinkies. And yeah. none of them are doing the blinkies. It's right. only in this area. It's only type F and G stars in this area. They're doing the blinkies and they're all doing the blinkies in the same way. Yes. What? Now, it's obviously, it's obviously the dust people. Like, it's obviously <laughs> that. But what, what are the cooler heads saying this could be? Well, the cooler heads, as they often do, are saying, we don't know. That's bullshit. Uh, I wish the cooler heads would stop doing that. I wish the cooler, cooler heads head, always do that. I wish the cooler heads would at least make one guess. They should it's make like, like uh, they should do like a dump, like a border, like a bottom level guess, you know, <laughs> because like we need to know the range of possibility here. Because if you say you don't know and then the hotter heads say it's dust people, I yeah, want yeah. to believe the dust people. Because I've been given no alternative. I'm rubbing oregano oil on everything that hurts on my body. (laughs) Yeah. And I need answers. This is a classic hotter head, cooler head position. Uh, Cooler heads are like, "Eh, I'm not going to make any guesses. And hotter heads are like, ready to make some guesses over here. Guesses are what we do best with hot heads. We are are looking at a fucking uh, alien roller rink. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's the yeah. birthday skate. These things are the size of Galactus. <laughs> yeah. Hot heads, baby. Now, it's probably not aliens. It's probably we've something been given we just have else. never observed. We've been given nothing else to go on. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the, the alternative is something we've never witnessed before and are cool. just seeing for the first time now. Hey, yeah. you know what I've never seen before, Jeff? The Northern Lights. Is it the Northern Lights? <laughs> I've never You're seen the Taj me. I've never seen the Taj Mahal, Jeff. Is You're it a Taj me. Mahal Aurora out in Borealis. <laughs> The Northern Lights, centralized in your kitchen this time of year. Steamed hams. I, I just, yeah, there are a lot of things I haven't seen, Jeff. Yeah. You know, it's, that's, why, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't narrow it down. If it's hey, this is some wild shit that we don't know. Well, then it might as well be aliens and we might as well listen to the hotheads and, and send Space Force out there to protect us against dust. Well, here's the wild thing is, OK, Space Force, we're going to keep looking at this. We're going to keep looking at this. We're going to keep trying to figure it out. And I think we'll probably have another story in another year where we talk about this again because they'll know more because we, you know, cause it's weird. Cause you can only look at this star during specific seasons. So yeah. like the season of being able to even observe it is, is kind of coming to a close, which is wild. Mm-hmm. But, but my question to you is let's say it is aliens colonizing other stars around, you know, they've gotten interstellar travel. It's 1500 light years from us. And closing What's, in. What's step two? What do we do? We're like, we go, okay, we observed things that seem to make us think that there's life that is super intelligent and advanced beyond what we are capable of here. 1,500 light years away. We can't contact that. Well, we what do we do? Well, this is where, well, and, the, and, we, and we've seen this thing spreading. And so this is where we decide, Jeff. Yeah. Are you a Sagan or are you a Hawking? <laughs> right. Are right. you a Sagan or a Hawking? Do we is try the gla- to fly- Is the glass half full of dust people or half empty of dust people? Yeah. Is what you're saying. Do we, yeah. Is this the dark forest theory? Do we want to, uh, do we want to flash our lights? It seems like they really <laughs> like lights. Do we want to flash our light at them? I don't yeah. know, Jeff. Maybe we want to be real quiet. <laughs> Maybe we want to be real quiet and we want to see if they're getting closer or farther. You know? Right. Right. Um, are you a Sagan or a Hawking in this situation? Oh, I've always been a Sagan. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I am, I am uh, bullish on the notion that anything that would be sufficiently intelligent enough to get to us would probably think we're adorable and, and not a threat to them, right? Yeah. We'd probably think like, oh, look how cute those little ants are. There's nothing that we can, why would we even take the time to squish them out? Because uh, kids love to squish ants and like put, yeah. uh, and like point magnifying glasses at them and fuck up their ant hills and just see what they do. There's uh, that. Kids love to do that shit. Uh, may, well, like, maybe keep may, their dust children away from us. Yeah, keep your dust babies away from us, you weird dustos. Um, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, I lean, I don't want to say I'm an alien, I'm an, I'm an alien civilization centrist, uh, because, uh, fuck a centrist in anything, but (laughs) I do want to say that I, I, I would need some sort of sign other than intelligent, other than, ooh, they're, cause here's my thing. Oh, cool. They trap suns in giant cages and suck them dry. 
<laughs> We've got a son. We need yeah. it. We're like, doing the same thing to our son, bro. We're, we're you know, we're, we're, we're not sucking, sucking our, our planet son. dry. We're not sucking our sun dry, though. Like, that's, no, that's the thing. True. If they but come over they're not, and they're I like, mean, if they come not, over necessi- and they hook their fucking Dusto jumper cables <laughs> to our Type G Sun, and yeah. then we don't have enough, we don't have enough energy. I, I, I mean, it's it's quick death instead of slow death for our civilization. Well, to be clear, I don't think they are uh, they're killing the stars so much as 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 making something that is dimming the stars in our view because they're just hey, depleting buddy, these planets. We you know, need it's, it's, we our planet is built on using all the light, mm. all the heat yeah. from our sun that it gives off right now. If you take our sun down to half, because you, you put a cool spinny thing around it, we get fucked. Yeah, but we We're live fucked. on the spinny thing now. We Now we live on the spinny thing. If they let us. Yeah. I don't trust the dust these people. dustos. The dustos, I think they're going to be cool. I think they're going to be. So you're more of a hawking is what you're saying. I guess I would. I, what I'm saying is I would need I would need an additional sign. I'm not I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like launch space. Force. I'm kind of like launch space force because space force needs to do something. They need to like justify their existence. But I'm not like launch space force and fire a laser. Do we have a laser? We don't even have a laser. What is space force for? But <laughs> I, I will say we see them doing stuff. I would like to know how they would feel about us before they get like a little closer. I'd like a little bit of recon into the dustos. Well, here's the other crazy part is you bring up Sagan, um, the author of the uh, award-winning Jodie Foster movie Contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nothing else. And nothing else. The, the crazy thing is the place where this exists in our night sky is shockingly close to where he put the first contact in the film contact. And I know it came from a book. I'm being, I'm doing a joke. Uh, the, uh, the same place it's, it's, if you look up, there's a constellation, uh, and with the brightest star that you can see in the constellation is this Vega, mm-hmm. uh, star. And it's not that one. You can't see Tabby star with the naked eye, but it's really close to that. So if you can see Vega, which is Vega, where I think, I think it's Vega. Is it Vega or Vega? I know it's, it's written like Vega. It's like, written like Vega, but it's Street Vega? Street Fighter 2 character. I think it's Vega. <laughs> like the Street Fighter 2 character. <laughs> you know the Street Fighter 2 character from the award-winning yeah. Jodie Foster film Contact? <laughs> We're an award-winning science contact. Yeah. Anyway. So it's cool that it's like sort of in the same general vicinity of the night sky uh, where there, you know, he, he was, he knew what he was doing that, that Sagan. It's too bad he's not around anymore. But hmm. uh, I find this so exciting and so incredibly cool. I feel like this is how we would see aliens for the first time, right? It's not that they're going to show up and march down some steps out of a chrome flying saucer. They're, what we're going to, way we're going to find aliens is like, it's so far away, we will never get to them. But we see evidence that there is some, somebody has, progressed beyond the boundaries of their own planet you know yeah huh i feel like this is the thing uh i, I mean, hope it could it's, be the thing it's I probably it's not the thing. the thing i've gotten excited before as you can well attest and yeah. it hasn't been the thing in fact i think i got excited about this exact one in 2015 and it wasn't the thing you but maybe it did. is maybe it was maybe it was always the thing maybe maybe it was i i hmm 
Hmm. I feel like Maybe you don't even was. want it to be the thing. I would love, I would love for it to be the thing, and I would love for it. To, listen, if there's ever been a time in my life that I want an advanced civilization to to roll up with some good tech, like some real good yeah, move this shit forward Let's a thousand years tech. Yeah, this is it because I'm running low on oregano oil and there is no uh, Amazon Prime delivery for the next day and a half. Like all the slots are taken. Um, it's, it's it's good. Regardless, it's good for our uh, our spec screenplay. Revenge of the Dustos. Yeah, this is going to this is going to give Dustos a little bit of heat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Not not as much heat as if they surrounded our son with an iron ring that stole all of its power, <laughs> but a little bit. Uh, I think there are a lot of natural phenomena out there that we have yet to document. And I think this could be one of those things. I would, it's I would probably what it is. It's probably just something we've never seen before and only happens to certain size stars, certain range of stars. And it just happens to be the stars that also have life around them. But what if it isn't? What if we're looking at the dustos. Looking at the dustos. <laughs> That's my favorite Man. fish album. <laughs> You're, I feel like a different day you might be more excited about this than today. It, you know, it could be, and uh, it could be that I might be <laughs> more excited about it on a different day. I, you know, the world's, the world's hitting me this yeah. week. No, the world's hitting me this week. And so I'm a little like, hmm. That's why I was trying to do a little, a, a story of hope and joy and excitement and possibility. Oh, cool. You know? I'm going to ruin that with my story. But before we do Sweet. that, <laughs> I want to remind you that you can, for just a dollar a month, hang out so on cheap. our Discord, hang out yeah. with uh, other concerned citizens, chat about science, chat about any, anything, books, movies, games, the, whatever you like. We got a channel for it on our Discord. Think of how many things you do in a month that cost more than a dollar and are going to deliver a less valuable experience to you. This is just a dollar, a dollar a month. Oh, do you have more than a dollar that you can spend in a month? Well, we have more to offer you. $3, $5. The rewards go up as the investment in this quality program goes up. Help us continue making this by going to Patreon dot com slash we have concerns a couple weeks ago jeff we talked about uh stem cells and we talked about stem cells uh being used to sort of create little robots oh yeah this is the the thing that got everybody all uh, a flutter in the mainstream media because it was described as robots that could they could uh, have offspring that could yeah. multiply. Yeah. They, the, the story was that they, quote unquote, Reproduce. figured out how to self-replicate, but sort of, not really, kind of. Yeah. It was an accident, but they did, you know, yeah. they didn't it's mean more to interesting. do it. It is, it is both more interesting and less interesting than it was reported in the mainstream media, as is usually the case. Yeah, but the thing that people were worried about, mainstream media included, uh, was hey, if these things are replicating, how smart are they? And are they smart enough to self-replicate? And are they smart enough to figure out things? And that's, I've found that we are extremely afraid of very, very tiny things that are very, very smart. Yeah. We don't like that. No, of as course. A, that's as, why I'm terrified of my three-year-old. 
Oh yeah. No, I I don't trust She's a three-year-old. Very smart. I don't trust a three-year-old. I had a dream, Jeff, mm. last night that you your kid was a baby again and you left me in charge of your kid for a day. <laughs> and I had your baby and I was in New York. I was visiting we were visiting New York for some reason and I had your baby. You took my baby to New York? Well, or we I were think all were, in New York. And I, I think, asked we, you I think you were in New York as well. I think we were all in New York for something. <laughs> so there wasn't like a, you weren't like sitting on the plane with my baby going to New York. We were just all there already. No, but Jeff, it gets, it gets worse. It gets almost as bad. You gave me your baby for the day and I had yeah. your baby in a stroller in the park. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then I saw an old friend and I went for coffee <laughs> with them. Oh no. What about my baby? Yeah. Right. <laughs> And it, like, and I spent a whole day with this person where I was talking to like about how I was thinking about moving back to New York and they were showing me around and we were having coffee, we were hanging out. And like, all of a sudden, like literally seven hours later, I went, oh my God, Jeff's baby's in the park. You did a home alone with my baby in the park? And I was like, oh no, this baby's <laughs> been in the park for a full day. This is a very young baby. This baby's probably dead. I had, I didn't even feed the baby in the morning when he told me to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it, this is a little bit on me for trusting you with my baby in New York City, you know? I mean, there's a lot going on in New York City. A lot could happen to a baby. This is Home Alone 7, a day at the park is what uh, this one is. And I went back to the park and it was, it was night at, at this point. It was nighttime. Oh, no. It was That's dark. not good for babies. It was super dark in the park. And the lights were on. And let me tell you something, Jeff. It was like my brain constructed this situation where, you know, like when you leave your, your wallet or a digital camera or something or your phone, <laughs> like on a like on a table at the airport and you go away for like an hour and you yeah. come back and you're like, oh, my God, it's still sitting there on the table. Yeah. Literally, the park was empty and your baby was just in the stroller hanging out. Just waiting quietly for you. Just quietly waiting. The baby, I was this like, man. <laughs> This is how you know Anthony's never had a child. <laughs> I was like, I was like, holy shit, babies are more resilient than you think. <laughs> but like nobody, ever, and I remember I turned to my friend and I was like, I can't believe the baby is still here. And my friend was like, well, you know, people in New York mind, mostly mind their own business. They have their own stuff going on. Really dodged a bullet on that one. Uh, I like how this is, this dream is more about New York city than anything else. It's just like having a dream about how great New York is. Oh, New York's great. And like, look, if you can, if you can try to see it without a baby. Yeah, definitely. Well, anything really that's you know? to anything. Try to see yeah. it without a baby. Cause I had a much just better time when I left that baby and I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> try not to have a baby with you at any point. All right, um, but anyway, so we're t we, we were talking about these self-replicating uh, right. clumps of we don't cells. like we don't like super intelligent things that are very small. They skeeve us out, particularly if they're hard to see. We don't like anything yeah. that's very hard to see that has any form of intelligence because we're like, I can't see it, and it's thinking. Right. What is it thinking right. about? Where is it? What is going it's on? It's like a magic eye puzzle that can beat you at chess. We don't want that. Yeah, it's a magic eye puzzle that's talking about you. Like, you can't <laughs> see what the magic eye puzzle says, but you know it's one of your secrets. <laughs> and if you could cross your eyes, you could see this horrible thing that the magic eye puzzle is telling people about you. Everybody else is seeing it. That would be amazing if you just like, <laughs> everybody could see your secret but you and you just don't know what they're seeing. <laughs> uh, was, is it amazing, Jeff, or is it one of our fears? 
It's one of our fears. It's certainly. A- <laughs> um, well, here's what's up. A group. Uh, a t- this was sent in by Citar. Thank you, Citar. Um, it's about the dish brain system. The dish brain. The dish brain system, Jeff. All right. The Tell dish me what brain. That is. Uh, the dish brain system. Uh, was made by a is this team the, of, the new Whirlpool self-cleaning dishwasher that, that I need to if you don't if it doesn't have the dish brain system don't buy it you know it, what I'm saying it, it's right next to the smart fridges at CES <laughs> uh, a team of researchers in Australia and the UK has taught a small mass of brain cells in a dish uh-huh. dish to, brain to play pong Teaching brain cells in a dish to play pong. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm in, I'm listening. <laughs> how do uh, we do that? A series a, of did they do a montage? Is that how they taught them? Yeah, Just there was like, like St. Elmo's Fire was playing. <laughs> and they were like, really, you know, or like you're the best. Yeah. You're the best kid. Clump of cells that's ever been put into a dish. And what they did was they took a small mass of connected human brain cells and basically connect them to to a chip. They put them on a chip. All right. And that, they're de- because they're delicious, like a dip? Yeah, chips like a and dip dips? and chipping. Uh, yeah. like, like a scoop. <laughs> like one of the good ones <laughs> where you can get like a lot of... No, they put it on a, uh, they put it on a, uh, on a microchip and they turned it into... A system they call it a cyborg. These it's a cyborg because it's it's more machine than man now. I mean it's a it's a mix. I don't think a cyborg needs to be more machine than man necessarily. Mm, just any part machine and also man. <laughs> well, and this is where we need to. This is I don't want to digress too much, but okay, Luke Skywalker, cyborg or not? <laughs> I don't want to digress too much, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> cyborg or man? Oh, that's a great question, right? Because he has is the is the hand make you cyborg? I think by definition, yes. By definition, Luke Skywalker, cyborg. It's a story of a cyborg. So if you have a Star bionic Wars. hand, you're a cyborg. Uh Olympic runners so, that have Olympic runners that have that uh the metal mm, leg. Are they a yeah. cyborg? I mean, I guess by I guess by the definition that I just embraced, yes. I'm not trying to trap you. I'm just trying to, this is, we're using the Socratic method. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out where our line is here. I mean, I feel like uh, now that I'm, now that you've put it in those terms, I feel like uh, cyborg maybe requires some, some form. It's not just a mechanical designation. Right. It is, there's some sort of circuitry or, or, um, uh, processes going on that are okay. that are more than merely mechanical. So bionic so, hand, cyborg, but but like a carbon fiber knee and leg. No, yeah, because it needs some like my sort dad, of smart machinery. My dad has a plate in his skull. Cyborg. I don't think he's a cyborg. The way they yeah. they draw every cyborg with a plate in their skull. That's the number one <laughs> identifier of a cyborg. <laughs> Big metal plate no, it's where their skull should be. It's not, it's not a not in a plate where his skull should be. It's just embedded in his skull. It's the thing that like he has a problem going through uh, metal detectors at the airport. Did that's, he ask? Did he ask if it could be external? You know what? I don't know, and I wish. I wish. I, it, you know, we all have regrets. I guess, yeah. Anthony. I if I if I was his son and I was there, I would be like, wait, 
Can you make it so we can see it? <laughs> I'm just asking. Yeah. It could have, I don't know, maybe a red LED on there at some, at some place, you know? So here's what's up with this cyborg. This cyborg, human stem cells, dun, 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 yeah. dun, the same stuff that we were using a few weeks ago. Human yep. stem cells are placed on top of a microelectric array, which is just a okay. little chip. They grow into brain cells. Okay. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they grow into brain cells? Why wouldn't they do it? So in their configuration, they can like, they can simulate other cells. They can also read the activity of cells that are around them or stimulate <laughs> other cells. I'm sorry. And read the activity of other cells around them. Then electrical signals are sent to tell them. They're sent to this array of cells to tell them where the ball is located. Okay. The pong ball. The this pong is a digital ball. ball, though. We're playing, we're playing pong the video game. We're right? playing pong the video game. So yeah. they are told through a series of electrical impulses, here is ball. Okay. okay. Yeah. So like if electrodes to the right of a cluster go off, then the cells know that the ball is to their left. Okay, the distance of the signal uh, gives the cells information about frequency, right? So, like, it lets them know how far away and what direction. Okay, how do they how do they use the little paddles? The brain is the paddle. Oh, the brain is the paddle. This is psychic pong, dude. Oh shit! I did not know we were in psychic pong. There's territory. no screen. They're just getting signals to these brain cells that tell them where the ball is. They're feeling it psychically. Oh, dude. Now the distant, now they can read that. Now the paddle can only move left and right, okay? So yeah. the psychic paddle can only move left and right. So the cyborg has to figure out how to hit the ball back. Now, this is what's kind of weird to me. They say that the cyborg was taught to play the game the same way we are, which is like you look at it and you you just sort of figure out through observation what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm confused as to how, I'm confused as to why the brain cells of this cyborg see hitting the ball back as a positive. Yeah, where does the goal come in, right? Where, where, how does it know that the goal is to keep the ball moving, right? Yeah, that's the trick to me. I don't understand why. And and in my mind, what I'm thinking to myself is there's stimulation to these cells. There's stimulation to these brain cells that want that I guess maybe want to be active. And when they miss mm -hmm. the ball, there is a moment of no stimulation whatsoever. Right. So maybe they want to win Maybe they want to keep the game going to have something to do. Maybe we are trapping oh, these Jesus. cells in a state of constant pong or boredom. <laughs> you know what? I think maybe pong is, is less the uh, correct antiquated video game metaphor. And we should maybe move it to breakout. It is like maybe breakout. they're trying to play breakout or uh, Arkanoid uh, where they're, you know, maybe they're just trying to escape escape the confines that Pong has put them in. And it's all it can do is, is trying to use this ball to knock a hole in its confines. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty apt, I think. And also it's, it also makes more sense because there's only one paddle and that really by definition makes it more breakout. So in yeah. addition, in addition to their mental anguish, which you're talking about, 
uh, it just feels more like breakout. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But they, but it's like breakout if you cleared the level and it refused to move you to the next level. Oh yeah, there's no bricks to break. There's no bricks to but break. It just keeps popping that ball right back at you. Now here's what's interesting. The researchers found that the system was able to learn to play the game in about five minutes. Wow. Now, wow. yeah, and that's pretty interesting because you think about artificial intelligence machines that we have, and we've talked about these before. The fun little things where like you run an instance of this program and it's a weird wobbly, wobbly character on a screen. And the character on a screen is trying to learn to walk, right? It right. wants to learn to walk. And we've seen these where it like tries to like walk and then it puts an object in their way and they trip and they learn like, oh, I have to yeah. step over there. All of these learning algorithms and things. Just th- it's just throwing millions of iterations at a thing until it figures out how to do it. Exactly. Um, this tiny little clump of brain cells learned how to play Pong significantly faster than any of our computer simulations or artificial Whoa. intelligence machines. Human brain better than artificial brain. We're still better than artificial brain, baby. Should we give it like Pac-Man now or let it, you know, I don't know, maybe it's bored with Pong. Yeah, I want to know what comes next. I have a few questions, uh, some of them regarding our safety some of them regarding <laughs> the ethics of this situation. Some of them regarding uh, what it means if my idea is correct and the brain just wants to have activity, and we yeah. and we and we do have it trapped. But also, um, where do you move a clump of brain next in terms of game? And it has to be psychic. You have yeah. to move it to a psychic version of the game that it can sort of feel and understand. Is it Pac-Man? I feel like Pac-Man, Is it, Tetris? It, it makes, makes some sense, but I don't know if we want to, we want to give it the, uh, the notion of feeding. <laughs> we I don't want to give it, well, that's the other. Introduce, <laughs> introduce the notion of uh, constant feeding and then let it just see where it goes from there, baby. Yeah. Eating and destroying his power. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think so. I, <laughs> the, the other one that my brain went to was like another simple game, like from that era. I was thinking about like Space Invaders or Missile Command, and I was like, absolutely mm. not. We no. absolutely do not let it know that we have weapons. No. And then there may be threats that are descending upon it at any given time. You know, we don't want it to feel scared. No, absolutely no. not. And that we are the cause of the fear. No. <laughs> Although I no. think it knows that we are already the cause of the fear. Because I think it knows that we are the cause of the darkness that comes when it does not hit the ball back. <laughs> yes. So. So I'm fascinated with the fact that this learned faster than a, a computer would with the same criteria. Yeah. Do, do we have any reasoning for that? Is it just the biological processes happen to work it out quicker than a what, synthetic what, one would? What they are trying to figure out here based on the abstract of the paper is they want that this is a, they were like, ooh, this worked. And what we, what we're sort of, the questions that come to us now and the, and the research that we want to do next is, one theory they have is, oh, closed loop feedback helped this thing learn incredibly quickly. And what closed loop feedback is, is there was just one thing to do. There was good or bad outcome. Right. By giving it that simple feedback, 
that machine, that these this clump of brain cells learned incredibly fast. It's self-optimized for good outcome. Yeah, so it could be that by by doing this, we've learned that we need to train learning machines and algorithms on extremely closed loop feedback first, and then make the feed then open up more and more possibilities as we go. You know, um, what if we just stick brain cells in stuff, Jeff? Ding dang it! You know I'm against that. You know <laughs> yeah, I'm but- against that not because I don't think it's going to work, not because of any moral or ethical implication. I think it would look gross. I think it would aesthetically be gross. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I hear you. Like a pulsating sack on the side of my computer. I don't want my where... living room to look like some Giger ass shit. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't like look. Sure. I don't want. I don't want my living room Gigered. But what if we got some multicolored LEDs all up in that shit? RGB brain cells. Yeah, baby, get your brain <laughs> tricked out. With some sick razor product, RGB colors. Your horrible, the horrible pulsating wall of your home. (laughs) It now syncs to your keyboard and mouse. I'm just, I'm thinking of that, uh, of I have no mouth, but I must scream. But like the, uh, you remember the adventure game version of it where like the house is like, ugh. I'm just, th- yeah, right. I'm just thinking of it where it's just like this horrible pulsating house and it's just like, <laughs> you're a, it's just like, wow, my kitchen's smarter than ever. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not That's eating anything ball. out of that smart fridge. <laughs> I don't want you're not, that. but it's so smart. It knows everything about your food, including and, how it tastes. And like <laughs> my other question about that is like. I upgrade my processor and my PC every few years, but 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 do mm. I have to like get like a brain cell re-up like every six months, like an air filter? How long do these brain cells last? Uh, that's a good, great question. Maybe you can, maybe you just have to uh, get them a tutor and they learn, you know, maybe it's a little more, it, it feels like a little more work, you know, you got to actually train the brain instead of just upgrading it. I can't keep, but I mean like the eventual death of these brain cells. Well, there's that too. Like how long yeah. do they live? I, one thing that this whole, that the last 18 months has taught me is I can't keep a plant alive. And now I've got to worry about if the literal brain inside of my television is working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my computer died. And by computer died, I mean, actually died. Uh, I mean, I literally killed a computer just like I killed Jeff's imaginary child. <laughs> I left a That's child at the park call. for 12 years, for 12 hours. Yeah. It's an awkward call to the uh, customer support when you're like, my brain wall isn't working. And the customer support, uh, uh, excuse me, let me just look that up real quick. Okay, we can help you with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, Mr. I, I'm Mr. sorry. Mr. Kanata, I, it looks like yeah. you just got this brain wall 30 days ago. That's what I said. That's what I said. It should be working fine. Uh, I have it moisturized. Uh-huh. Uh, I it, it seems to be... Uh, you know, the humidity in the room is, is it's making the sucking sound that it's supposed to make. Well, the sucking sound is 50% the filter. Um, oh. Let me take a look. Now, were you, were you feeding it and talking nice to it? Well, talking nice to it. I, I mean, it just seems like a ridiculous request. Mr. Kanata, did you go on a, did you go on a multiple day vacation without, without setting up somebody to come in? to feed and walk your television. 
I just got it 30 days ago. It should be plenty fed. I could step out and have a wow. few days to myself. Mr. Kanata, I'm afraid I'm going to have to call Child and Television Protective Services on you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's okay. Oh. I, they were just called on me because of the television, not my child. I'm a good father. <laughs> you're like you're <laughs> you're getting interviewed for a job, and they're like, "We see that uh, CP, services CTPS had to come to your uh, had to come to your house." No, yeah. no, no. It's it's not like that. It was just uh, it was just my blender. I forgot to feed my blender. <laughs> My child's fine. My child's happy. Child was great. Child's been watching TV. Unfortunately, no one was watching the TV as it the child was watching. It's complicated. Are you telling me that your child watched your television die? <laughs> Are you have you put your child in counseling for this? Oh no. Now now child protective services is coming after my child. <laughs> You would be better off leaving that child in a stroller for 12 hours in a park unprotected. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I don't want, I don't want brain in, in, in things. I, what I would like, here's what I would like. But what this, if you're, what if, what if you can render video faster? Have you thought about that? Shit. That is a big bottleneck in my process. Yeah, I see. <laughs> no, here's what I want. I would like us to learn enough about, more about the brain, enough about the brain, enough about how our brain cells work and work together. And this is another thing that they're trying to figure out through this study, right? How how cultures uh, self-organize and how they respond to goals and what happens biologically inside of brain cells when that's happening. I would like to, us to learn enough about that to where we can create simulated brain cells that become the hearts of our electronics as opposed right. to bioelectronics. Bioelectronics freaks me the fuck out, dude. But a, but a synthetic brain that behaves like a brain doesn't freak you out? I feel I mean, like that's equally as horrific. Jeff, I told you I don't have a moral problem with this. I just <laughs> don't want it to be gooey and weird. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, keep it clean is what you're saying. Keep it clean, keep baby. It clean. <laughs> keep it clean. Yeah. Okay. You know, listen, I don't want to slaughter a cow. I like it when my meat comes in the meat slab wrapped right. in the plastic. Yeah. Clean plastic, clean meat. <laughs> clean plastic, clean meat. That's what I always say. That's my family motto. That's the Tyson the chicken crest. motto. <laughs> Didn't we just do a story about how we eat like a credit card's worth of plastic a day? Yeah, clean plastic, clean meat. <laughs> That's yeah, why Tyson Chicken adopted it as their motto. <laughs> we promise you're only eating the cleanest plastic and the cleanest meat, Tyson yeah. Chicken. Yeah, this is not a causal sentence. It's not saying if you have clean plastic, you get clean meat. It's saying we're giving you two things. Two things. Clean it's a plastic <laughs> and clean meat. <laughs> a simulated a simulated brain, even if it thinks like a real brain. Like, and here's what we're talking about. We're talking about a limited cluster of cells, right? So we're not talking about something that like, I don't know, my, we do get into the existential problem of like whether this brain is experiencing boredom and that's why it right. wants to play and like. Or discomfort, right. suffering. Yeah. I, I am a little worried about that, but it's a small <laughs> enough. Pong forever. 
or feel, you know, face the consequences of darkness. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Look, if it's a small enough cluster of brain cells that just performs simple processes and like, it's simple enough that I don't really have to. And if they, and if they use good marketing speak, like based on human brain, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No actual human brains were killed in the creation yeah. of this computer. Yeah. Don't worry. This doesn't think like a human brain. It's based on algorithms that simulate the human brain just enough for your TV to be really good at figuring out what you want to watch next. It doesn't. How about think- this one? How about this one? How about this for a motto? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 slogan. It's thinking, but not about you. But not about you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the Dreamcast failed. They stopped too early. They said yeah. it's thinking. And I was like, about me? Like that magic eye thing in the, in the <laughs> mall that everybody's watching? Because <laughs> everybody was looking at a magic eye in the mall and they looked at me like really weird afterwards. Is the Dreamcast thinking yeah. about me like that? No. Does it know my secrets like this magic eye puzzle does? No, absolutely not. Uh, it's thinking, but not about you or about pain. <laughs> like, I think that's important too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's thinking, not feeling. It's thinking, not feeling is good. That is really good, actually. Right? The future. Yeah, that's uh, that's the new the new Sony uh, uh, biocomputer. It's thinking, not feeling. Like Sony would ever call it something <laughs> as simple as a biocomputer. It would be the Sony KX13928 electronic device slab for 2021. Like... <laughs> You'd be like, which yeah. one is that? It's the one that has a gushy brain in it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why Sony doesn't just call it the gushy brain one. They have such a branding problem. Yeah, it's the brain station is what they got. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if I if it was thinking and not feeling and it was a small cluster and it looks like a processor, right? Like it looked like it looked like this little yeah. i7 here and I would just take it and I'd be like, look at that. Now it has prop- brain. You have just have processors lying within reach uh, of you at all times. I processors love that about you, within Anthony. reach, baby. Um, yeah, yeah I, I would feel okay about that. Uh, but what I, are you more scared of? Mm. The 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 bio brain that can think and 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 grow sentient, or the dustos? What's what's more worrisome? Bio Anthony brain. Carboni. Bio brain is going to be yeah. part of our daily lives sooner, and it's yeah. closer. Dustos are so far away. The dustos are like 1,500 light years away, and we don't even know how, how quick the dustos can move. Though, yeah. if you think about Spider-Man 3 and how quickly the Sandman could just on the wind. Well, here, here's the thing about dust. It always shows up where you least expect it, right? There's clumps of it everywhere. You just, you, you think you get it, and it's, there's still some more under the bed, you know? The dustos <laughs> live 1,500 light years away, but they could already be among us and and their only weakness is being hit from strange oblique angles by a small ball (laughs) the only way to stop the dustos is to train the brains the brains must pong the dustos (laughs) brains versus dustos all right i definitely i definitely need to go take my adderall fuck all right right, let's wrap it up like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i feel like that's the logical conclusion to these two stories i feel like we did i feel like we tied it together yeah Yeah. i just i just feel like i'm gonna keep going if we don't stop fair enough
<laughs> Tell the people again about the, the Patreon, how you can support this crazy, wacky show of ours. Oh, sure. So for a buck a month or more, you get access to that Discord that we already talked about. For $3 a month or more, you get a bonus show every week. It is not a, it's not necessarily a science show. It's a separate podcast with me and Jeff every this week. This week it was a comic book show. This week it was about comic books. Uh, it's the conversation, our warm-up conversations, our cold opens that we are using before we start the show. Those little, uh, those little things that we say as we're starting the show, that's the end of a conversation we just had, baby. And you can listen to it for $3 a month or more. Uh, for $5 a month or more, you get bonus videos. Uh, uh, we are going to be restructuring the Patreon in the new year. So there's going to be even more stuff coming. Jump on now, baby. Jump on Do now it. and see what wonders await you in the year 2022. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. 